writing like you speak mm-hmm. is everything. So only using words that you would use in real life. If you wouldn't say them out loud, don't put them in your sales copy. Welcome to the Impact Driven Entrepreneur, the podcast that helps you expand your reach and convert that reach into clients so you can lead your tribe with confidence and create change in the world while living the life you desire. And now your host, certified business coach and consultant, Mariana Ruiz. So I am so excited because without being intentional about this and out of just the universe's alignment, the next three episodes are going to be designed to help you really stand out online, really create a brand and a business message. This episode is going to be all about infusing who you are into your copywriting. In this episode, I'm talking with Kate McCarthy all about copywriting, being genuine to yourself, being authentic, and coming at your copywriting instead of from a conversion and like numbers perspective from a very heart-centered place that is really, really true to you. So that's this episode. The next episode, we're going to talk about how to stand out online with Kate Remmer, who is doing the redesign for my website. And then the following episode, we're talking about visual storytelling and unleashing your creative genius with Amy Walsh. So the next three episodes are all about helping you stand out online, weed through all of the competition, right? This is all about being yourself and getting to the heart of what makes you you so that you eliminate the competition, okay? This is not about competition. I know one of my most popular episodes was Comparisonitis, which was season two, episode one of the Mom Entrepreneur Success Podcast. If you look at the archives, you can find that there. But if you're struggling with comparing yourself to other people in your industry, I think the next three episodes that we do are really gonna help you to find your own uniqueness in what you offer your clients, in how you show up in your branding, and most importantly, give you that confidence boost about the product services and your overall business. So I hope you enjoy the next three episodes. Like I said, this is the first of a series of three episodes designed to help you stand out online. And we're going to start with Kate McCarthy. Be sure to hit subscribe so that you catch all of the shows. Welcome, Kate. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. I am so excited to chat with you about this. But first, I'd like to know like your story, how you got started as a copywriter and what that looked like. Yeah. So I actually began my journey into entrepreneurship four or five years ago. I was a health coach and I got my health coaching certification. And over time, I realized that while this world was something that I really wanted, and I love that you worked with impact-driven entrepreneurs because that's what I was seeking. I wanted to be able to make an impact and have an influence. And I was particularly passionate about helping people to learn how to love themselves, love their bodies, and be able to use food to fuel that. So anyways... I was in health coaching for a little while. And when I realized that that wasn't it, I shuttered my doors there and closed my business and was like, okay, well, what next? I'll just go get a job, get a nine to five. And then my mom got sick actually. And I'm the oldest of four kids. And I realized that I needed to find something that both fueled me and also gave just enough flexibility for me to be able to go to doctor's appointments, run to the emergency room if I needed to, be able to really be there for her and for my family. 
And so I was talking with a good friend of mine who had seen me through the health coaching years. And she said, Kate, you're a writer. Like you've always been a writer. And she's like, you need to offer this to the world. And so she was like, just whip up an offer and see what happens. And I did it and ended up feeling more aligned and making more money than I had in like the last six months of health coaching. And I was kind of hooked from that point. So things have taken a lot of different shifts and turns. I started out kind of in the editing world, moved more into the copy, what I call copy polishing world. So kind of helping somebody hone in on an already existing voice. And now what I actually primarily do in addition to helping people with their copy is I do brand mentorship. So specifically around messaging and I call it brand messaging with soul because we all know what the brand messaging that's kind of slick and slimy and surfacey. It doesn't feel like us at all. So that's what I'm doing now. Long story short. That is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I love how organic it kind of was. Kind Mm -hmm. of my journey has also just been really, really organic and kind of like the next step and the next up level and the next up level. Love that. Yeah. You know, I think that there's something there. One of the things that I've witnessed in a lot of my clients, particularly my one-on-one mentorship clients, is once you figure out who you are, what you're about, what you stand for, and what you want to be known for, it's just shifting closer and closer to center. So that might show up in a lot of different ways. Like for yours, start working with moms and then realize that really you're driven to work with impact-driven entrepreneurs and just kind of coming closer and closer to that aligned center. But it's a lot about self-awareness and showing up authentically. And when you know yourself, that happens a lot more seamlessly and organically and all the pushing. Yeah. Totally. And one thing that I love that you've touched on a couple times is like the difference between the slick copywriting Mm -hmm. that converts, Mm -hmm. right? To more of the genuine, authentic writing. So how can we hone in on that voice or how can we start to even explore that, especially when there's, you know, like the five-step formula that is for perfect copy. Yeah. Well, I think that when people are hiring coaches, mentors, designers, brand experts, they're looking to come in contact with a human, a human that's a few steps ahead of them um, and is able to guide them, but is also a human. And what I found in those five-step formulas, while they are very pretty and may convert the sale at the beginning, in terms of sustainable success, it's a lot harder for them to find it. And I say that because I had one client, I remember she came to me and she had had a professional copywriter write her copy. But if you saw her website copy and then you met her, Mm -hmm. they're two different people the copy that had been written was like a personality driven copy. So really pointed and brash. And I think that it had F-bombs littered throughout it, which is totally fine if that's who you are. But this woman was this really beautiful, sweet Midwestern girl who had never uttered a word in her entire life. And so when her clients got on the call with her, after having been sold via the website copy, 
they didn't know how to find success with this kind Person. of uh, softer, yeah. warmer side. Yeah, exactly. And then when she decided to just show up as herself, she found clients that not only aligned with her and she was happy to work with, but also got a whole lot more success in the coaching process because they knew what they were getting when they signed up. And it also allowed her to share her website and share her words in a way that didn't feel misaligned and out of integrity. So love that. I think that integrity piece is so important because that makes the difference between you promoting your website and just having it sit there in the background somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. And I think particularly for heart-centered entrepreneurs, women and men, and who want to make an impact on a deeper, soulful level, there are physical and emotional effects of trying to sell something that's out of integrity with who you are. And it, it makes it so that you don't show up as your full self. And so you don't do the things you need to do or show up in front of the people that you need to be showing up in front of just because sensitive souls have a harder time being out of that alignment. And I think it's so important that we know who we are so that we know what our voice sounds like and how to share with integrity. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. So do you have like specific exercises or something that you do to help them get to know who they are? Because I feel like maybe this is just me, like Mm -hmm. the way that I am, but like, yeah. I feel like I have a little bit like two sides of me, the Mm -hmm. side that's like the warm, like the nurturing. And then the side that's, I just tell it like it is. And it just is right. And I think that's from partially from being a nurse where that was my role. I had to be strict when I had to be strict and, you know, make my patients do the thing they needed to do to get well. But I also had to be super warm and caring. So how do you help somebody to find their, either their true self or like how different aspects of their personality kind of merge? Totally. So I love that question because we are all multifaceted humans and we all have these different sides to us. We're not all warm and fuzzy all the time and we're not all strategy driven and ambitious all the time. So there are these different sides of us, different voices within us that all come out at different times. And I think that we tend to think that we have to have one voice, one message, that we can only be one thing. And one of my favorite brand exercises, I learned this from Kathleen Shannon over at Braid Creative, is thinking about like a dinner table and you are inviting four guests to this dinner table. They're the people dead or alive, real or fictional, who have impacted you. The reason we're drawn to those people is they're different parts of our personality. So for example, like at my dinner party, I don't know exactly who's there, but I remember I'm inviting Brene Brown, Glennon Doyle Melton, and Ellen DeGeneres. And so each of those people, they have different vibes, different expertise, different pieces of advice, just like me. There are different parts of me. There are different voices I use. Sometimes I'm going to be the storyteller who draws out authenticity and vulnerability. Sometimes I'm just going to be super raw and forthright. And sometimes I'm really hilarious and, you know, like want to be lighthearted and playful. So there's nothing wrong about bringing all of those different sides to the table. When I work with my clients, I have a workbook that I guide them through. That's kind of our starting point. And it helps 
get everything out there without that filter that we tend to use. There's specific questions that I think kind of cut through the ego and allow us to get to the heart. And so people show up in ways that they don't usually give themselves permission to show up. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. So it's the ego that is stopping us. Yeah. I think it's fear. I think it's a really long list of shoulds and supposed tos and ought tos. And I think a lot of people get overwhelmed and like knocked off center by all the noise online. Like you see the way that everybody else is doing it. So you think you have to do it that way. And you don't, you just have to do it as yourself, but it's hard to separate us ourselves from all the things that we think we should be doing and all the ways that we think that we're not doing it right. Love that. And actually we can link up in the show notes to, I had a coaching session on air on the show where I helped somebody to find that decision point of what you really believe for yourself yeah. when it comes to pricing. So mm. that was a cool conversation. So we can link that up in the show notes as Whoa, well. It sounds amazing. I'm going to have to go back and go and listen to that. Yeah. I love that you said that because it really shows up in every area. Like for you, it shows up in copy. For me, it shows up in like high strategy business decisions, right? Like the, what are we pricing it at or how are yeah. we selling this? All of that. And just like you said, the should is where we get into trouble. And I love that you like know and love Brene Brown because she talks about that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> My dream is to like just follow her around, pick up the bits of wisdom that she tosses. And she just does it so nonchalantly oh. like, yeah, and here's yeah. this. Yeah. This huge truth bomb that totally changes the way that you look at everything. Totally. Yeah. For me, that person is Seth Godin. Like, oh, yes, I am obsessed. I get his emails every day and I literally just sit there in awe of the wisdom that mm -hmm. like pours from him. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Absolutely. And he went to the same high school system that I went to. He grew up mm -hmm. in Buffalo too. So a couple years before me, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. He's like an older man. <laughs> yes, he is. Well, now, one of the things that I love about Seth Godin is the reason why we love him so much is because he just keeps showing up and he's managed to hone his creative process and his mission and his voice just by practicing. Like, I think that we think we have to have it perfect right out the gate. And half of the time, it's just, you want to know what your brand messaging is. You want to know what your brand voice is. Just start writing, just start talking, just start sharing and you'll find it all along the way. We tend to like stay in our cozy little corners in our offices and wait until our website is perfect and our messaging is perfect. And then we put it out there and we realize that it doesn't connect with the world in the way that we want it to. So anyhow, I just love that he just, I listen to him talk about his process and about how some days he doesn't want to get up and write. <laughs> and he still does it because he knows that it will help him to figure out more about himself and his people and all of that. Totally. And he does. I mean, every single day, like Monday through Sunday, like it's crazy every day. I know. And one of the things I love doing, I get out super early, like 4 a.m. And then I just have my coffee and do my own creative stuff. Yeah. And I find when I dedicate the mornings to just writing, whether yeah. it's public or private, 
I know it's just like you said, I know my writing is improving. Like yes. even just a little bit. Yeah. And that writing, the communication, like I can't stress enough how important this is in mm-hmm. our businesses. Like it's just so, 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 so important. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's how you translate the heartbeat of your work into words. It's how you connect with people. And I think you're so right. The only way we get to know our voices, whether it's in writing or through podcasting or whatever, is by doing it Mm -hmm. every day, at least a few times a week, just doing it. And I love to hear that you feel like your writing has improved or gotten closer to who you are. That's so great. Yeah. You know, when I first started, it was like, okay, there's a thing called copywriting. Here's the formula. <laughs> like, right. you know, that was totally me. And yeah. even still, sometimes if I'm writing a sales page or something that's a little bit more a thing, right? Yeah. Then I'm more tempted to go there. And if I allow myself to, I then go through and just be like, is this really me? Is this really what I would say on a sales call? Because right. I know on my sales calls, it's super me just being me Yeah, because it has to be. Otherwise, it's just like you said. And so like, because I have my sales process down for a sales call, that's my check-in, you know? Yeah. Would I actually say this to a real human being on the other end of a phone or is this just something I think that I should say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. It's a good line of self-inquiry. <laughs> totally. So is there anything else that you think is a big improvement factor or something that people can really work on? So they're practicing, right? Yeah. They're like getting to know themselves, like anything else that you think is kind of like a little bit of a game changer? I think that, well, you touched on this a little bit. I think that writing like you speak Mm -hmm. is everything. So only using words that you would use in real life. If you wouldn't say them out loud, don't put them in your sales copy. Only using terms of endearment. Like I've really gotten clear about like what terms of endearment I use in my everyday life. And I use those when I write my emails to my people. I think that when you're going to publish something, having biz besties, people who know you and your heart and your mission read the stuff you're going to publish. And there's a little caveat to that is like, I think that we try to share our work with people who don't know who we are and don't know our heart and don't know our mission. I know I've shared stuff with, I love them, but with my parents and they don't know what I do at all. And so their <laughs> advice is way off base. It's like, these are grammatical errors. I'm like, yeah. uh, yeah, that's just, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. And I remember like my mom being like, you should say this, or you should work with this person. And I'm like, mom, that's not even what I do. So making sure that you share with somebody who you really respect their advice, but also somebody who knows what you do and what you're all about. And then I think in terms of game changers, I think this is more about content. So emails, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera. I have a bunch of freebies that are over on my site that I've pulled out that they're questions to kind of get you out of your head and back into your heart. I think in order to really share with authenticity and to be able to communicate who you are and what you're about, I think that it takes kind of stepping away and writing things that don't fit the formulas. So 
I would say that. And then I had one more thing that I totally forgot what I was going to say. Oh, this. I think that we think that everything we post has to be entirely original. Mm-hmm. And so we get caught up and we're like, well, I wrote about that thing like six months ago. I can't write about it again. But the truth is, is that in our businesses, there are usually like three to four core pillars of value that we're talking about each and every time, whether it's a bit of our process, it's a really foundational piece to like the way that we teach or the way that we work or the way that we help our people to show up as themselves. And honing in on those like three to four most important things and just talking about those over and over and over again in different ways, using different stories. We don't have to try and reinvent the wheel every single time we want to post something or write an email, like really knowing what your core values are and what you teach allows your message to hit with more power and for you to make a deeper impact than if you're always trying to be original. Also, trying to be original all the time is exhausting. So don't do that. You'll burn out. (laughs) Totally. I could not agree more. Yeah. Okay. So let me just recap that a little bit. So allowing yourself to stand on like the few pillars of value that you always go back to, whether it's your process, what you teach, what you do, or what you believe. Yes. Love that. Uh, Yeah. You said it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that allows for like a much neater message rather than like, you know, everything about what I worked out at today, (laughs) everything everything to do with what I ate today and and your business coach. (laughs) I think that when we try to talk about all the things or all of the bits and pieces of everything that we do all the time, it diffuses the message and there's no power behind it anymore. And human beings, we can hear a message a million times and then there will be one time we hear it that it actually clicks. And so you have to say those same things over and over and over again, never knowing when it's going to click for your people. And so, yeah, I love that you said like a neater message. It doesn't feel chaotic at Mm -hmm. that point. Yes. Love that. Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. And we'll definitely be linking to the show notes to that freebie you mentioned about the questions and like writing prompts. Yeah. So I would totally be interested to do that in my mornings. So I have a resource library that I built with all of my favorite freebies and it has my absolute favorite, which I call unedited. It's your guide to effortless and authentic content. And so it has all of those prompts and then it there are a few more workbooks that you can download that kind of help you, like I said, get out of your head and into your heart, but it's the resource library is my favorite place right now. Love that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything else you think would help somebody to reach more people or like make a little bit of a bigger impact? Oh yeah. We said we wanted to talk about the whole salesy thing. Yeah. (laughs) Which we can. Totally. Yeah. So that's a great question. I think that showing up and sharing where your people are is the most important place to start. Realizing that you can be organic and strategic. Those two things go together. But for things to be organic and not feel like you're slick or out of integrity or out of alignment, 
showing up and just essentially, I always like to say that I just write love letters. Like I just write messages that I know are meant for the hearts of my dream clients. I don't write for the people who are not my dream clients. I think that we tend to think, well, we might alienate somebody and alienating people who are not your right people is okay. If people don't like you, it's okay. They weren't your right people. I'm like saying that to myself to remind myself of that as well, because it's not an easy thing to do when you want to make an impact and you are a heart-centered person and you want to show up and like serve. I think all of us have a little bit of people pleasing in us. And so the idea of alienating an audience can feel difficult, but if you try to show up to everybody, you're not showing up for anybody. And so I think that just writing to your people over and over and over again in the platforms that they hang out and in the platforms that you enjoy being as well, that that's the best way. I like to reframe sales as like a process of invitation. If you think about your highest level offering, so like one-on-one coaching for your signature course as like dining room table and you only have so many seats at this dining room table and they're only meant for your dreamiest client. Each and every thing that you share, each and every opt-in, each and every smaller offer, all of those tripwire offers and smaller things, those are like ways that you invite people closer and closer to that dining room table. And when you think about it as just inviting the right people, it can take the pressure out of sales. I think that sales is a little scary for all of us. But when I think about it as I'm just speaking to my people and inviting them in and hoping that they take the invitation and they come and join me, but not being tied to it as much, I think that that's how I've helped a lot of my clients reframe sales for themselves and get more clients because of it. So totally. Yeah. I like to think of it as without sales, you can't make the deep impact, right? Because imagine that person like not being able to sit with you at the dining room table because you were too afraid. That person, their entire life could change. Like I'm thinking specifically of a few people in my business, their life has literally changed. And it's like, you know, that is so powerful. And had I been too afraid to ask for the sale or to even start to create content to eventually someday ask for the sale, it's like, you know, that would have been a really huge disservice to them. So like if we reframe it to like sales is impact on a deeper level, right? So like reach is more impact on the numbers, right? Like helping lots of people. And then sales is the depth of that relationship. I think, you know, that is beautiful. I love that reframe. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. I was just thinking yesterday. So I'm finishing up a group course where I taught people how to write their own soul soaked copy and launching the group program was, oh my gosh, so exhausting. I mean, launches are always exhausting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every time I launch, I get a little bit closer to something that feels remotely good, but it's still exhausting. (laughs) And I had my final call with them yesterday. And I just thought, Mm -hmm. I got the call and I thought to myself, all of the pain of launching, all of the pain of having to be brave and say, hey, I would love to work with you. Here's how you can do it. All of that stepping out in courage and being vulnerable and asking for the sale all of that's worth it when you see 
that people are showing up for themselves, that people are growing their business. And like you said, like that transformation, when you see that transformation, all of the scary sales stuff is totally worth it. Mm -hmm. Totally worth it. Yes. So true. I'm going to keep launching because it's worth it. (laughs) Totally. And you know what was really cool? I just did like a mini baby launch where it was just like two emails. I'm just promoting right now, like a little Facebook ads workshop that I'm doing as a bonus for something else. And I was like, let me just open this up. And it was really cool because somebody actually messaged me and was like, did you email me today? I think I accidentally deleted it. And I, you know, it's hilarious because in your mind, when you're sending out mass emails, like your entire list, you're like, oh, you know, I get a 20% open rate or a 30% open rate. Those little voices inside your head a little bit. And then to see that this girl, she accidentally deleted it and like messaged me to be like, I saw your name come through, but I accidentally deleted it. Please send me your sales email. <laughs> That's so sweet. And it's someone's like, listening. someone's listening and yeah. they do want to hear from you. So I love how you yeah. talk about love letters. That's how you create the love letters. It's like, it's okay if you asked them to do something with you, like an invite, right? But they are looking forward to hearing from you, especially yep. if you are showing up for any level of consistency, right? Like whatever consistency yeah. looks like for you. Absolutely. So yeah. that was a really cool eye opener I had this week that I think is really powerful when we're having that salesy or afraid to send, hit send type of conversation. Right. That somebody is actually sitting there waiting for it. Totally. And wants to hear from you. I think that that's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I love your love letters thing. Like, I think that's just so beautiful. Yeah. It makes it easier and more natural to, like, every week I just write a love letter to my people. That's what happens in my emails every week. And when I've asked my clients to do that, a lot of times those love letters become the beginning of sales pages, like so easy. And it doesn't have to feel false or forced. It's just, that's all copy is, is just love letters to your people. So love that. Awesome. Well, it's been so much fun chatting with you. You too. I think we make some really good team. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we could just talk all day about this stuff. So We will link everything in the show notes, but where can people find you on your website, like social media, all of that, and we'll link to your freebies and your sites. Well, I'm on, you know, all the sites, but my absolute favorite is Instagram. I share my heart and my soul over there. You can find me at Instagram.com slash Kate K McCarthy. And then my digital abode is at KateKMcCarthy.com. And that's where you can find the link to access the resource library and download those workbooks that kind of help you write content with more authenticity and ease. And if you're interested in working and kind of creating some messaging with soul, it's katekmccarthy.com slash services. So that's where I like to hang out. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a joy and I can't wait to implement some of these things and go download your thing. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) Yay. I can't wait to hear what you think. Awesome. All right. Cool. Have a good day. You too. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Kate McCarthy, all about infusing your personality 
into your copywriting, really being authentic to yourself and really doing copywriting in a way that feels really true to you. And I think that is really the key in selling online. So a lot of people are terrified of being salesy or pushy or all of that stuff. And I feel like this is really the secret, right? Is really tapping into who you are, which is why I've created these three episodes, which is a mini series to help you to really stand out online and really get to the core of who you are in the different facets of your business. So this episode is just the first of the three. The next one is with Kate Remmer, and it's going to be all about helping you to create a brand that stands out online. And then the next one is about unleashing your creativity, specifically around visual storytelling. And so please go ahead and hit subscribe. And if you found this podcast to be helpful to you, please go ahead and share it out with a friend. I'd love for you to just open up a message and send this out to a friend one-on-one. Or if you want to share it out on social media, go ahead and feel free to do that. But I really, really am excited to bring you this series because I've never done a series like this, all of focus on the same topic. And like I said at the beginning, this is really how you stand out online, how you stop comparing yourself, right? One of my most downloaded episodes was all about comparing ourselves. And I do this too, like we are not immune to this. But when we tap into what truly makes us unique, that's when we eliminate the competition. So I hope you hit subscribe and join us for the next two episodes all about standing out online. Thanks so much for tuning into the Impact Driven Entrepreneur. This has been an amazing episode to walk you through the Thrive Business Model and how you can monetize your business in multiple ways. Of course, you want to plan that out so that it's not overwhelming. And I invite you to get the download at marianaseroyce.com slash download one. And you can get the Thrive Business Model training that I did with my clients at the end of last year, as well as additional resources to help you like actually map this out into the next few weeks for you and how that would actually look so that you're not feeling overwhelmed. In the next episode of the Impact Driven Entrepreneur, I'm going to be interviewing Stacy Gushtek, and we are going to be talking about starting where you are. No matter where you are in your business right now, you can start that next project. You can start that next phase in your business. You can start your business if you're still feeling a little bit stuck. But she talks beautifully about the power of just starting with where you are and really getting comfortable with that, because that is really the first step that will help you to get that next level of success. So be sure to hit subscribe so that you can catch the next episode wherever you're listening to this.